We want to talk about uh, something that's probably a little hard to talk about this morning. Um, I realize that uh, in some ways it's, it's a little daunting. We want to talk about forgiveness and trust. I read a quote that I thought was really quite interesting. Withholding forgiveness from someone is like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Uh, let me say that again, because you've got to think about that. Withholding forgiveness from someone is like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Sounds a bit ludicrous. Uh, we want to talk about this, and uh, actually, my opinion isn't really that important this morning. It's actually not important most of the time. What's really important is what Scripture has to say. And so this morning, uh, like every other Sunday, I'd really like to ground my thoughts and my words to you in Scripture, and, and uh, you need to be the one to also study Scripture and figure out what Scripture is saying to you. Suffering betrayal of trust uh, can be one of the most difficult and challenging times in your life. And no, I don't need a show of hands. I'm sure that most of us have been there at one point or another. Most of us have had experiences uh, where offering forgiveness or receiving forgiveness was an issue. And I, I suspect that forgiveness and trust are often confused as being the same thing or both being required. And this morning we want to unpack what both of those are and, um, and deal with some of that. And of course, we want to come up with a Christ-like response uh, this morning. One of the most difficult, disconcerting, and unnerving passages in Scripture, at least for me, is found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 12 to 15, which is kind of the latter part of the Lord's Prayer. And it says this, And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For... If you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Uh, I think you probably understand with me why I would say that's a really difficult passage. Uh, because it has these conditional clauses, as, if, and also. And it almost feels like giving God permission to not forgive me if I don't forgive others. That's, it's, it's my forgiveness that I receive is contingent on my ability to forgive others. That's the way the passage reads to me. And I don't know about you, but I find that a little difficult because I just want to be forgiven. And sometimes I struggle to forgive. Another passage in Mark uh, Mark eleven twenty five says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Uh, so Mark's gospel has a similar suggestion, and he also has this, if, if you hold anything against someone, forgive them, so that your Father will forgive you. And some manuscripts, uh, some, of course, some of our, our Bibles leave it out because of it isn't a strong reading, but some manuscripts add a verse here. Uh, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive your sins. Now, we won't get into textual criticism and whether that was an addition by some scribe. It really doesn't matter. It's consistent with what uh, Jesus has said elsewhere. 
Our relationship with God is based simply on faith and forgiveness. Divine forgiveness toward you as a believer and your forgiveness of others. And there's an inseparable link because there's a bond that has been established between the divine forgiver and the forgiving believer. There's a link between God's forgiveness of you and your ability to forgive. So the one who has accepted God's forgiveness is actually expected to forgive others just as God has forgiven them. And I know that that's sometimes difficult. One more passage out of Luke. So I've got all the synoptic gospels here. There's support. You read this in a number of places. Luke chapter 6, verse 36 and 38, part of what uh, Ethan read this morning. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge and do not be, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Given it will be given to you. So what influences my ability to forgive? What's part of it? I have a couple of questions that have kind of been roaming around in my mind for years about this. One, have I understood how much I have been forgiven and the horrific consequences of my sin? Uh, there's, a, there's a cross behind us in and, and there's a reason that our church has a cross right in the middle of our sanctuary. Uh, because we believe that the cross is central to the gospel. It is central to our salvation. It is central to everything that we believe. Because Christ on the cross is the, the most amazing and the most accurate description of God and his love. But then it's also a call to forgive. So, have I understood how much I've been forgiven? And sometimes I feel like, well, I'm not so bad. Well, have I understood? And secondly, have I understood, if I have understood how much I've been forgiven, would it not then also be easier for me to forgive others more freely? How can I receive forgiveness if I haven't grasped the forgiveness I've received? And it reminds me of Matthew chapter 18, which, by the way, there's, there's a number of stories in Matthew 18, but they're all kind of on one theme. The last one is the story of the unmerciful servant. And I'm going to paraphrase a bit, but the story goes that this guy owed um, the king $10 million. It's a ludicrous amount because Jesus is exaggerating to make a point. And, and the king forgives this debt. Then this guy, who's had a debt of $10 million that he'll never pay in 10 lifetimes, he has it forgiven. He goes out and he finds a guy that owes him 50 bucks. And he grabs him and says, pay me now. And the guy says, well, give me time. He says, no. And he throws him in jail. Okay? You've been forgiven 10 million bucks, and you can't forgive 50 bucks. Like, really? Really? And, 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 and the message of the story is that you and I have been forgiven by God an amazing debt that he sent his son to die on the cross to pay for and I'm going to tell you this morning that there's absolutely nothing that you can do to me that's worse than that. In other words, I should be able to somehow, when I think of what I've been forgiven, I should be able to forgive anything that you can do to me. Well, what is forgiveness? As I said, we sometimes confuse forgiveness and trust. We have a, a tendency also to complicate forgiveness because of our, our feelings get tangled up in it. The word forgive is actually a verb. It's an action. 
And, and to define it, it means to cancel a debt. So if you owe me 50 bucks, and I say, you know what, it's okay, forget it. I've canceled the debt, I've forgiven the debt. So it means to forgive or to cancel a debt. Forgiveness is an intentional choice that we make to cancel somebody else's debt. We do this by releasing them from the punishment that we would like to impose on them. So you release them from imposing your punishment on them. That also means then that you and I, when we forgive, we are entrusting the situation to God. Now, Ethan read that verse that says, do not judge and you'll not be judged. If you go back to the Sermon on the Mount, uh, there is a passage that makes a distinction. And, and uh, we won't get into it this morning. But in a sense, the, the, the difference is that I can judge your behavior. I can say that what you just did is wrong. But what I can't do is judge the motive and the heart behind it. Only God can do that. So I have to, I can say this behavior is wrong, but I can't really judge you because I can't read the motive and the heart and the intentions behind it. That I have to leave to God. Okay? So when, when Jesus says do not judge, he's not saying that we can't declare that sin is sin. What we can't do is go further than that. Confusion about what forgiveness is happens when we want it to be an emotion or a feeling rather than an action. And sometimes I don't feel like forgiving uh, somebody. And releasing the offender from our punishment does not erase the hurt or the damage that's been done. So just because you forgive someone doesn't mean that the hurt or the damage is gone. Doesn't mean that. The choice to forgive is simply the first step in obedience to God. And it's also the first step in the process of healing. Remember? Don't take poison and then wait for the other person to die. Because actually, when I can't forgive, it, it also poisons. It tends to poison me. Refusal to forgive will keep you from starting the journey toward healing. So what's the difference between forgiveness and trust? And I guess we should start by saying, what is trust? Those two are not the same. Trust is built on tangible evidence. Okay? Trust is built on tangible evidence. Think of trust as a bridge. It takes a long time to build a bridge. If you need to tear it down, a stick of dynamite will do, and you can tear it down in seconds. But it'll take you a while to rebuild it. It takes time and effort to rebuild it. Trust is hard to earn and easy to lose, right? I didn't hear a loud amen, but I'm guessing in your homes, I can't hear you. You probably said amen. Once you've lost it, it's hard to rebuild, and it takes time. So forgiveness is instant. You choose, you make the choice, you forgive someone. Forgiveness is instant. Trust must be rebuilt over a period of time. Both trust and forgiveness in relationships are necessary to restore the relationship, especially when trust has been broken. Both are part of the process of healing. Forgiveness... In other words, releasing the other person from punishment and entrusting the situation to God is a choice that Christians are called to make right away. However, healing from the hurt always takes time. Trust is the process of rebuilding security and assurance through the demonstration of new patterns. 
this process starts with the repentance on the offender's part. In other words, I can forgive you, I can forgive you for hurting me, and I'm supposed to forgive you, I'm commanded to forgive you, but nowhere in Scripture am I commanded to continue to trust you. See the difference? Um, you can forgive your spouse, and you should forgive your spouse for something they do to you, but if they continue to do t- that to you, that do- that you're not required to continue to trust them. Okay? Now, in a relationship, spouse, children, etc., you, can't, you don't just walk away from a relationship, so you have to work at forgiveness and trust in that, in that relationship especially. So both trust and forgiveness in relationships will sometimes leave us feeling vulnerable. And you might ask the question, what if I get hurt again? That's a valid question. And that will swirl in our minds and we might feel overcome with fear. It's been said that relationship without trust is like a car without gas. You can stay in it as long as you want, but you won't be going anywhere. So, trust and forgiveness are different. Forgiveness is commanded. Trust is not. Forgiveness is a choice to obey God and set us on a path toward healing. Trust is earned by the offender through tangible evidence of trustworthiness. Notice the word, trustworthiness, worthy of trust. And I would say that means showing, not saying. You have, to, you have to demonstrate that you are trustworthy. You don't just say that you are. In Spanish, we have a saying, el papel aguanta lo que se le pone. You can put anything on paper. I can promise the moon. Um, where's the tangible evidence of that? So forgiveness is an unconditional choice. It requires nothing of the offender and is based solely on grace. Okay? So forgiveness needs to be extended uh, by you to the offender um, based on grace, whether they uh, are repentant of what they did or not. When trust is broken, can it be fixed? Sure it can. It can be repaired. And of course, the first step toward that uh, repair is forgiveness. Trust can't come before forgiveness. And it can't come with forgiveness. Trust only comes after forgiveness. There's there's an order there, and uh, it doesn't work the other way. So forgiveness is the first step on the road to healing and rebuilding trust. Can you forgive someone uh, and still be hurt? Absolutely. Forgiveness is the action of releasing someone from your punishment and entrusting the situation to God. However, the choice will not remove the pain, or, uh, the pain of the offense or the broken trust. It won't necessarily do that. Healing takes time. However, there are things that you can do to help that process. Be prayerful. You can pray about it. Uh, it's, it's really hard to be angry with someone if you're praying for them. It's, it's, I've tried that. I had a roommate at RGBI who broke the rules and went and did his laundry on Sunday, which was against the rules at the school. These were my roommates. And I was, I'm, a, I'm a legalistic Pharisee rule follower, and that didn't fly. And we, we had tension. And we decided to do devotions every night for 15 minutes together, and we'd alternate taking turns, leading some scripture, meditation, some prayer. 
and I found that that tension between us just dissipated. Because you, you, you can't pray for somebody and still be angry at them. So that's a great first step, is, to, is, is prayer. Uh, treat the person who hurt you with love and goodness. Don't speak poorly of them. It, especially when we feel, um, if we feel powerless, then it's so easy to, to speak behind someone's back or to uh, trash them behind their back. Social media is really great for that, apparently. Um, it, it, it's not helpful. Uh, don't do it. Uh, treat them the way that you want to be treated. And finally, make the choice to stop dwelling on the offense. It's, it's kind of like if there was a pile driver outside the church this morning and you would hear that thunk, thunk, thunk. And when you fixate on the noise, all you do is draw it into the front part of your brain, your consciousness, and it highlights it. And then it's so annoying you can't hear anything else. But if you acknowledge it and release it, then you can do like an uncle of mine who lived about six feet from a train track in a trailer. And at a certain point, he didn't even hear the trains go by. It moves into your subconscious. And I think releasing things, releasing things also helps. Stop dwelling on the offense. Some concluding observations. And uh, a number of these I, I, uh, I got from Rick Warren uh, from Saddleback. Number one, forgiveness is a choice, not a feeling or an attitude. It's a choice. You have to choose. Number two, forgiving doesn't mean forgetting. Forgiving doesn't mean forgetting. Uh, it, it, doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that you'll always be able to forget. And it isn't pretending you weren't hurt. Isn't that great when someone apologizes to you and you say, oh, it's nothing? Actually, don't do that. When I come to you and I apologize to you and I ask you to forgive me, when you say, oh, it was nothing, that's almost like you're actually not forgiving me. It's a partial return. It's a partial forgiveness. I would much rather you say, you know what, Ernie, that hurt, but you're forgiven and I love you anyway. And it'll take a while to trust you. No, <laughs> maybe. So it doesn't mean forgetting, and certainly it isn't pretending you weren't hurt. Number three, forgiveness doesn't eliminate the consequences. In a fit of rage, I can cut off my finger, and then I can ask God to forgive me for doing that, but it doesn't mean my finger's going to grow back. Forgiveness doesn't necessarily eliminate the consequences. It doesn't condone what the other person did or relieve them of responsibility. Number four, forgiveness doesn't make you a weak doormat. It actually shows maturity and depth of character. Forgiving while maintaining healthy boundaries is a sign of strength and health. So forgiving someone isn't, doesn't make you a weak doormat. Number five, don't forgive just to avoid the pain and conflict. That's maybe the wrong reason to forgive. Don't use forgiveness as avoidance. Number six, don't use forgiveness as a weapon. Don't use it as a weapon. True forgiveness doesn't seek revenge. Number seven, forgiveness doesn't depend on remorse. Actually, you extend forgiveness to the next person because God told you to. It's actually healthy for you. It's better for you to do so. Forgiveness doesn't, doesn't depend on the remorse of the other person. Withholding forgiveness actually hurts you. And sometimes... When you're offended by someone, 
They might not even know it. They go on with their merry life, they're unaware, and you're just eating yourself up on the inside. Who's the one that's suffering? Number eight, forgiveness is freedom. Holding on to pain and bitterness drags you down. Resentment actually resembles a self-inflicted wound. Resemblance, uh, sorry, uh, resentment, all the R's. Resentment resembles a self-inflicted wound. And finally, number nine, forgiveness isn't trusting the offender. It's not the same. It's great when you're able to move to trust again. Uh, Trust can only be rebuilt over time and must be earned. Forgiveness isn't resuming the relationship without changes. So I don't know where you're at this morning. Uh, I'm guessing that most of us at one point or another in our lives have had to struggle through the issue of forgiving someone because we were hurt. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's part of living in a fallen world. It, 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 it happens. Uh, but my hope and my prayer this morning is that, that you will, number one, take God's word seriously that says that you and I are to forgive. And, and God actually has our best interest in mind when he tells us to do that because it's unhealthy to hang on to it. Forgive it. Forgive. And, and the model is God, who's the great forgiver. So find a way to forgive. Make the choice. Uh, you might not forget. You might still be hurt. The consequences might not be removed. But release it. Release it. And then, work at trust. In, in those relationships where you're able to do that, and, and don't confuse the two, because trust requires the offending party to make changes. To make changes. I'm going to ask Mo to come up. Uh, we're, I'm going to ask him a couple of questions. Um, this is off the cuff. And then we're going to pray and, and do some more singing. Um, I don't know what you, uh, what you were thinking about, Mo, as uh, I was talking about forgiveness and trust. Um, I, I know that uh, those things are often kind of tough. D- did it make sense to separate forgiveness and trust? Yeah, I think for, for me it makes, it makes sense to separate those. Um, I was just thinking as I knew that you were going to call me up to ask a couple of questions, and so I was kind of thinking through this, and, and I, I got to the place where I... I said, I think, for me, forgiveness is easier. Um, the thing about trust is that um, it takes time. Yeah. And what I've, what I've also found is that, is that if you've gone through a situation where you've been hurt um, and where you've needed to offer forgiveness and you needed to work at building trust, um, that sometimes that, that difficulty trusting actually plays into other relationships as well. And into other situations where, where actually now, now it's harder to trust in, in other situations where you find yourself in a, in a situation that reminds you of a situation you've been in before. And suddenly, suddenly I don't know if you've ever felt it, but when you're the kind of, you can just kind of feel those walls going up and saying, okay, what? No, uh, I'm going to be extra careful here. But it's amazing how, how that trust, I, 
and at the same time, uh, part of me feels like feels guilty for not being able to trust in all those situations, right? And and yet, I think what I'm hearing from you is that we work at trust, and we grow in our ability to trust. But but forgiveness is what we're is what we're asked and commanded to do, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna betray my age a little bit. Uh, when you were saying that, it reminded me of a Simon and Garfunkel song. <laughs> I, I'm a rock, I'm an island, and a rock feels no pain, and an island never cries. And, and, I, and I think sometimes we, the, the, the tendency is to isolate, to put up walls, and to, to, to protect myself. And I remember as a youth, I had a poster uh, on my bedroom wall. I don't remember all of the words, but this guy wanted to avoid pain. So he isolated himself, and one day he dreamt he was in hell, and he woke up and he realized that there was really no difference. In other words, we're, we're built for community, we're built for fellowship, yeah. and when you just isolate yourself and you withdraw and you build up walls and you're all alone, it, it, it's, it's, an, it's not the way we were meant to live. And I think, I think for me, some of the things that have been helpful in that is to, when I notice those things in my life, is to, like you, like you talked about with, um, with the idea of, of acknowledging it and then saying, okay, you know what? I realize that right now I'm I'm having a hard time trusting because of this situation. Um, and there's times where it's that's Im- it's important for us to maybe to you know to do that. But but I think at other times to to acknowledge it and then to step into that and say, and yet I will choose to make myself vulnerable anyways. Um, very hard, but I think. It's in those steps that we actually, that we're actually able to overcome that, that idea of of fear, um, because I think fear is the thing that really stops us from being able to 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 trust completely. So why don't we why don't we give everyone a, a bit of homework for this week? Okay. I I, I think it, what's most important to me right now is forgiveness. That's most important, and it comes first. So, so, so my homework for this week is that you do a little bit of introspection and you sift through the cobwebs in your mind and you try to find out if there is a scenario where you have yet not been able to forgive. And, and, and then ask God to help you and pray and say, Lord, with your help, I am choosing to forgive this person, this situation, I'm going to forgive. Uh, because that's what you want me to do, and because that's also healthy for me. I, I, actually, I need that. And so, so choose, choose to forgive. Make that choice. Make that choice. Um, and then, I didn't mention it, but when you choose to forgive and you release people from exacting punishment, that means that you don't bring that up again and use it as leverage. Um, if I crash your bike and I ask you to forgive me for crashing it, then the next time I ask to borrow it, you might not borrow it to me because of pa- I'm, I'm untrustworthy, but you don't bring up, oh, well, you crashed it last time. In other words, you, you don't use past offenses as leverage in a conversation, negotiation in the present because you have, it, forgiving it means that you don't use it as leverage. That's not the same thing as trusting. But for, forgiving it means releasing it. Uh, thanks, Mo. Let's pray, and then uh, we'll get the praise band back up here to uh, lead us in some more singing.
Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. It's, uh, it's difficult. You have uh, called us to forgive, uh, but you have done that as someone who has uh, shown us the supreme example of what it means to forgive. And as we, uh, as we embrace your forgiveness, as we receive and appreciate your forgiveness, uh, we also want to uh, step out in faith and trust and obedience and forgive when others hurt or offend us. So, Father, I ask that this week, as we, uh, as we think about these things, help us to be a people that are able to forgive, that make that choice and forgive others. And then, Father, as we're uh, able to forgive, uh, then also help us to make positive strides toward trusting in relationships that, uh, that make that possible. Thank you uh, that your Holy Spirit will help us in this. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.